Welcome to Holding the Fort Abroad, the podcast for expats with traveling partners. My name is Rhoda Bangeter. I'm a certified coach and the author of the book Holding the Fort Abroad. In this podcast, I interview men and women who live abroad and have traveling partners so that we can all benefit from their wisdom and experience. I also invite relationship experts to apply their expertise to this topic. Today, my guest is Arlette Chatelaine. Did I pronounce that well? Yeah, pronounced perfectly. <laughs> Born in Curaçao, Arlette moved to the Netherlands when she was 19 years old to study economics at the University of Rotterdam. Little did she know that it would only be her first move. She started her career as an HR consultant before getting certified and teaching English as a second language during her years in Mumbai. She's a certified coach with 20 plus years experience of multicultural expat life in Africa, Asia and Europe. She supports expat partners who struggle with building authentic relationships in their new home and the previous ones. Through her coaching programs, she helps them reconnect with themselves so that they feel grounded and more confident to create and maintain deeper relationships. Alec, welcome to the show. Oh, well, thank you, Rhoda. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. What you're talking about is such a important, important uh, subject, so... I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here because on top of all of what I've just said, you also really know about this life of having a partner who is not home. I suppose of you and your partner not living under the same roof is what I'm trying to say. So can we talk maybe a little bit first about what it's been like for you, what you've experienced and then maybe look at things that you would um, advise to couples who are just starting out or um, things that you put in place that were helpful. And maybe we can cover as well younger kids, older kids kind of differences. So, yeah, yeah so you've lived this, right? Exactly, because I mean, this is the third time. This is our third rodeo, as I call it. My husband left um, to Sao Paulo last mm-hmm. uh, August. And um, I stayed uh, uh, in Germany. I've only been in Germany for for a year now. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Back up, back up, back up. Yeah. So (laughs) you're in Germany, which isn't the country you grew up in or where you've stayed a long time. So you moved to Germany. He moved to Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo, yeah. That was not planned. Okay. We were supposed to be here for a couple of years together. Okay. Tell me more. And then, and then sometimes things change. Yes. So mm-hmm. actually a week after I passed my language exam for my B1 German, um, he got a phone call from the office asking him to move to Sao Paulo. How long had you been in Germany for? Uh, a year since last year August. No, but how long had you been in Germany before he oh, got the call? About seven months. So you moved to Germany, thinking you're going to be there a few years. Seven months later, he gets a call and he's moved. He's moved. He is asked to move. Yeah, he is asked to move. Yeah. <laughs> why? Why do? I, why am I not surprised? Anyway. Yeah, you know this is how things work sometimes, and we were just like, okay, this. I just busted my <laughs> everything <laughs> for six months 20 hours a week to learn german <laughs> once i'm learning portuguese so, hey <laughs> oh, but well you get a lot of languages out of it i suppose 
that's true. That's true. That's that's the way I look at it. No, but it, this was um, not planned. We were we moved to Germany um, thinking that we would stay here for for longer. Okay. Uh, but as you know, sometimes opportunities arise, and it's yeah. You, you look at the future. You look what we want. That's always what we do. We look at it together, and um, yeah, decided that it's was a good it was a good move for him and um for me eventually after the summer mm -hmm. because i opted to stay in germany because our daughter um is in 12th grade mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and will be finishing uh, school this year right so it was to allow so, her to be able to finish her her grade exactly yeah exactly exactly yeah. and um but like i was saying to you earlier this is our third time because the, the, the first time our daughter was, I think, five and um, with a 16-year-old son. He was still at home. He was finishing uh, high school. Um, and then my husband also came. Yeah, I can move to Germany and work for headquarters. But we knew then that he would be traveling a lot. Okay. Um, at that point, I opted to stay in the Netherlands. Okay. So for three and a half years, I stayed in the Netherlands. I worked there. Um, he was coming home the weekends, most weekends. Right. He was able to do that, um, to manage his uh, traveling, that he was home in the weekends, which is also another challenge. Another challenge for <laughs> sure, because it is practically not enough time to turn around, is there? I mean, they arrive. They unpack their bags. You wash. You maybe have time to, like... Maybe yep. do one or two activities. If you've packed the weekend too much, you're both exhausted by the end of the weekend. And then off again. No, and, that, and that's it. So a couple of things became very important for us. So the weekends were like, I don't know, holy. And our holidays, the school holidays, they were family time. Okay, so that means that you didn't do any outside activities with anybody else. You were like, this is only our time? or how During did you the holidays, that? definitely. You know, we were uh, not going on holidays with friends or anything. This was really the family time to, to reconnect with each other. Um, in the weekends, it was a little bit more difficult because we had a 16-year-old son who wanted to go out with his friends. Um, our daughter did her sports, but that was his time with her. Because he took her, like the early seven o'clock morning matches. So I was I was perfectly okay with that. <laughs> As you can imagine. Oh, but that's nice. Yeah. That's nice. So then he had time with the kids doing exactly. activities that exactly. you know worked exactly. for both of them. You know, and there was one thing on the Sunday night before he left. We always ate together. So, of course, you know, with okay. a teenager, you can't tell him to stay at home on a Saturday night. He was, and also when he was out, our daughter was in bed. It was our time together, which is also mm -hmm. very important. And we sometimes in everything that's happening, we tend to forget to yeah. really take time yeah. together. And so then to have the, the meal together on the Sunday with the teenager, that was a one that worked for him for the family and it was like okay at least we get one meal exactly. together and then you you guys got one evening exactly. together you know, and if you wanted to go out he wasn't out every saturday but if you wanted to go out he could go out he knew saturday was never a problem mm. but the sunday uh, meal together was yeah that was the one that everybody had to be home good wow and three and a half yeah. years though 
It's a long time. How did you kind of maintain that kind of level of uh, going and coming? Uh, just going through it, to be honest. And actually, it's after when you are when we were together because we moved together to to Mumbai that you realize that oh my goodness, this was hard. The, the, mm. When we were in it, you know, we had these things in place. You just go through the motions. Mm -hmm. From one weekend to the next, right? From the one weekend to the next. From uh, You were living for, okay, so school starts in August. In October, we have our first holiday together. So what are we going to do? We, we planned like that. Okay. Uh, Christmas, we, we planned. You know, everything was planned in, in advance so that we could really be together. And to look forward um, to it. Yeah, exactly. ah, I like that. Exactly. So, but then presumably he had family around, so they were accepting that, yeah. you know, he might not be able to see them as much when he came back or was it not a problem? Uh, to be honest, we never asked because the family first. Yeah, so you just did what was going to work. We, and this is something that we never asked them if they how they felt about it. Of course, with holiday, if if there was a birthday um, celebration and it was on the weekend, of yeah, course yeah. we are there. Yeah, but it wasn't like when he was home that we would um, go to his parents who lived an hour and a half mm -hmm, away mm -hmm. from us. For me, it was a little bit easier if you could say that because my parents were in yeah. Curacao. It's like nine hour flight away so yeah yeah <laughs> there's no talk about that um but to be honest we never asked because um what we needed what we needed and what we needed for the kids was the most important thing that was leading yeah yeah wow okay this is really really helpful as well for families um i think the the weekend one monday to friday being away is definitely a specific yeah. um setup as well so then you all went to Mumbai, and then what happened? It was nice. We stayed in Mumbai yeah. together. We all went to Milan afterwards. We stayed in Milan for about three and a half years mm -hmm. together. And then for the last year, he was already in Germany. Okay. And this was bang in the middle of the COVID pandemic and with the traveling restrictions and everything. So although he was in the same um, time zone, it was still uh, yeah, a couple of hours flight or nine hours drive away. And you couldn't cross the borders <gasps> easily. So he was in Germany, you were in Italy, and yeah. the pandemic hits, and he's in Germany, you're in Italy, and the borders closed. Yeah, the borders were very much closed. Yes. Or difficult, really or difficult very, to yeah, get very through. Very difficult. So he, then you had like the quarantine. So in the beginning, he came home every other weekend. But then at one point, mm -hmm. with all the quarantines in Germany and in Italy, it was just not possible. Mm -hmm. So the mm -hmm. time between seeing each other was growing. Mm -hmm. And that was also yeah. um, quite hard uh, to... It was a completely different situation. Because our, our son wasn't there. He was already... Uh, he's an adult. Um, our daughter was older, but she still needed her father. She was mm. 16. Mm. And there's the uncertainty of saying, okay, are they going to get sick? Am I going to get sick? Exactly. Or, or are we going to be able to see each other? When are we going to be able to see each other next? How is he going to work? What are the rules going to exactly. be? There was a lot of change, wasn't yeah. there, in terms of it rules? It was a lot of change and a lot of constantly researching on the internet, translating what the Italian um government was saying was not the same as what 
mm-hmm. the German government was saying so because there was not one mm-hmm. European rule. Mm-hmm. So that was really, really uh, challenging. But, you know, also that you just make it work. Yeah. So did you put things in place for yourself so you wouldn't kind of burn out or wouldn't kind of be overwhelmed? Or how did you manage that kind of aspect of things? No, I think what really helped is that I already had my network um, okay. in, uh, and, and also in, 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 in Milan. You know, there was always, I wasn't alone. So there was always somebody, there was support around. I was at that point um, finishing up my uh, coaching uh, um, certification and starting to work with clients. So I I was doing my own thing. So it wasn't like I was sitting at home and waiting for him. And I think that really saved me because I'm not like the sitting at home waiting type. So I always look yeah. for something to to really get me busy going where I know where I can grow. So I find things um, that give me energy. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what everybody told me when I interviewed for my book. It was like, it was like what helped? Oh, doing my own project, yeah. finding something I was passionate about, even if it was little, um, doing something that was going to be for me or something that I was working on and yeah, yeah and otherwise exactly. it's, it's true you can't you, can't, you, you yeah. need to have something for me I have that's that works for me I need something that I can focus mm-hmm. on and it wasn't doesn't mean that there weren't like moments that I was thinking oh what am I doing because when you have like a 13 14 15 year old teenager in the house um, coming out of uh, um, you know all this uh, corona and going to school all the, the social things that's happening it's it, it is quite hard when you are the solo parent mm. because of course I could call my husband but when you are in the middle of say a discussion or a fight with with, with your kid it, it's not the moment that you pick up the phone and you say you know what you don't do that you are solo you are the one right in the middle of the battle and who has to deal with it and it doesn't mean that he doesn't want to help he wants to but he is away he's not in the situation and that makes it uh, that makes it really difficult i remember once that i just out of frustration i was sharing something with him and uh, and then he hey, let me talk to my daughter but that only made matters worse i said no i said i just wanted to vent <laughs> ah I so understood that for him, it was like, oh, I I can do something because it's for him. It's also not easy right? because he sees all that happening and he is not there to to help what we normally do together. I had to do alone. Mm -hmm. So that was really him trying to help at making matters worse situation. (laughs) Why? Because she took it badly that you had spoken to him or something. Yeah. 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 And it said, okay, do you know, when I really need your help, I will ask you, really, I say, I need your help in this. And can you talk? Mm. Or maybe we we do like what we always do. We do a FaceTime and we just get everybody in. So we are all talking at the same time together and not um, I'm talking Mm. to you and then you talk to her. That doesn't work. So those were also things that we needed to go through and figure out. Figure out. Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose there's two things there. There's the fact that, I mean, what can be helpful is to be prepared that you might be the one having to battle it out and and figure it out as the solo parent on the ground, as it were. And then being clear about, okay, I'm just venting. Don't go and sort of try and fix it. 
before you know while i'm while i'm the one that's here but then maybe one of the options is to actually get everybody and have like a exactly a, a full conversation about it exactly and then those are things that you don't think about and it happened once and then you think oh that was not really even with all he in all the experience you still forget things and why because the situation also for, uh, changes our daughter is not five yeah. years old. She's not six years old anymore. She's a teenager yeah. now. Yeah, so, yeah, and she's not your son who was sixteen the first time you did it. Exactly, right? and completely different kids. You know, it's it also is a big um, is a big influence. Um, mm-hmm. So those things change. The situation mm-hmm. change, and also with the age. So do you feel like now because you're reliving it a third time, you're more prepared that you, okay, I'm the parent that's gonna. Yes. sort of figure it out that part of it is um, that's really going well and we have our communication it did you know that worked as a charm what i did okay. not expect to hit me was that the time difference would play a big factor aha and we normally we are in touch all day but now it wasn't possible because when i woke okay. up it was the middle of the night for him he was still sleeping so if something yeah. happens in the morning, I can't pick up the phone or call and, you know, vent or anything. That was not possible. Mm-hmm. And when he wakes up, for me, it's in the middle of the day. It was around lunchtime. So normally busy with other things. And when he came back home at night and he wanted to share his day, I was already asleep. Yeah. So that was oh. really a one that we had, okay, so we need to think that we now we have fu- timings so every day the minute he walks in he gets into the car to drive to the office it's about half an hour he calls okay that's our you found a spot a sweet spot we found a spot so that's what we you know that's the moment that we we can discuss and talk and we are still in touch you know by whatsapp and and all that but we know for us what works for us is that we we need that that time for the chat yeah. And another simple thing is when I woke wake up, I sent a text message, good morning. When yeah. I go to bed, good night. And it's the same the other way around. Yeah. Just to you know, to let the other know that you are thinking about them the minute I wake up and the minute I go to bed. That we, yeah. we just that's another thing that we yeah, we have been doing that really works. Because it keeps yeah. it gives a it sounds silly, but it gives a little bit of connection, extra connection. Oh, I'm thinking about you. Good morning. How was your night? Yeah. I love it how you uh, how you both realize something isn't working. Oh, let's let's figure out how to make this work. Okay, we figured out how to make this work. I, I just love it. You know, it, I think it's, it's that sort of togetherness of saying, okay, we're in this together. We, we launched into this life and this project. And um, yeah, something doesn't work. We'll talk about it and make it figure something out and I, I love that I love that yeah. um how much do you update him on family life on like what's going on or how much do you kind of keep it because that half an hour conversation I mean is it mostly logistics or how no. much do you kind of or how do you keep him updated about what's going on or you don't yeah we do we do definitely um with calls and uh, what I said the whatsapps or sometimes an email or something if it's longer but we do so just the important stuff or the mundane stuff as well sometimes also the mundane stuff you know because it's it's also the mundane stuff that makes a family life and it's also the mundane stuff and um but 
of course, sometimes you forget. And then I'm thinking, oh, didn't I tell you that? Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh You know, that's also. And one other thing that we do is when we have appointments that, for example, coming weekend, I will be away for one night. It's in our house calendar. So he knows when he opens the calendar that I will be away, that our daughter will be home alone for one night. Uh So we use the house calendar for for those kind of things. You know, when I get doctor's appointments and things like that, we put everything in the house calendar so everybody can see it. That's a good idea. So he puts his stuff in if he had whatever, yeah. like, and then a trip, and then you put exactly. your stuff in, and then it's all together. Oh, I like that. All together. And, you know, like doctor's appointments and things like that, you know, that he knows what's happening. So it's actually the to keep connected. Yeah. But a family, a family could do that, you know, with just the children's activities. If like, yeah. you know, the elder kid has a football match and then the middle kid has a a, a concert and then the, the younger kid has a, a a play, then you kind of put it in. And then whoever, whichever partner is not there can actually see, oh, look, this is coming up. That is coming yeah. up. And we can, I can talk about it with my kids. Exactly. And OK, we have one. We have one one kid at home. The calendar doesn't get, you know, <laughs> too busy. <laughs> yeah. But this is really a way that we have always done to 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 keep each other updated because it's it's so important. Because like I said, even the mundane things. And I also learned because the first time, the three and a half years, um, even if he was coming home in the weekend, sometimes you didn't want to say, oh, you know what happened last week? But it was really important because what happened is that he felt um, that he was um, just visiting the family instead of being part of the family. Yes. And yes. that's not what you want. No. no. I have to learn also to share everything and not only the thing that I thought were important for me and for the kids. So that was really also um, for me, uh, yeah, a growth. And that helped him feel more part connected. of the family. Exactly. And connected. That's brilliant. And connected. Oh, lovely, 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 lovely. Okay. I didn't ask you this question in the pre-questions, oh, but I think we talked about it once. What's your take on um, missing birthdays or important dates? Um, it hasn't happened very often, um, but okay. With all the travel that he's done, it hasn't happened very often? Yeah, I think in the past years, okay, he missed like two or three, but normally he, when we had food, when our daughter was younger, when we celebrated her birthday, he was there. For the party. Okay. Yeah, but wedding anniversaries or yeah, that's the thing. I'm not so much of a that exact date needs to be okay. the celebration date. So that's yeah. maybe because I'm also a little bit lax about it. Yeah, that's a funny thing to tell you when we uh, got our car from Italy to <laughs> to Germany, we were we wanted to have our wedding date on the number number plate of the car because both of us we were like. 23rd or the 24th? Both of us. Both of us. (laughs) Yeah, we are. I know, it's terrible. My husband and I, we forgot, both of us forgot, on the actual date. And I think we were under the same roof at the time. And then it got to the evening and we're like, wait, what What day is it? Oh, my word. We, I think it was even the next day. We were like, oh, my word. We forgot. Oh, so I, am, I, to be honest, I am more like the moment we are together, we celebrate the important things. And the Christmases, 
I'm just thinking we have always been together, Christmases, New Year's. Okay. It's interesting. It's interesting. That's really, it's interesting. I was talking to a guy on a plane, as you do, and like I explained to him what I was doing and I, and I asked him this question and he said, um, he said, I tell my company a year in advance that it's two weeks off for Christmas yeah. and that's it. And he said he actually walked he actually refused a project. They called him, I think, on the 20th of December or something and said, can you, dad, there's an emergency. Can you go? And he was like, nope. He was like, nope. I told you a year ago, this is sacred time. I'm not going. I'm like, whoa. But on the other hand, and I've said this before in the podcast where my husband was like, he wasn't going to come back for Christmas. And I was like, what? You know what? You don't want to come back for Christmas. But then what I realized was that they're yeah, on a roster. Also- and so they're taking in turns to be the one to stay so exactly. the other people can go for Christmas. So I'm like, it's not that he doesn't want to come. It's just that next Christmas will be his turn and somebody else will have to stay to man the office, right? So yeah, uh, I, anyway, I usually, I usually ask the question because yeah. it's always interesting to get people's perspective on it. And I think for me, when I heard another home-based mm-hmm. parent tell me oh my husband doesn't make didn't make it back at Christmas either a few times it kind of I felt like oh okay it's not just my husband yeah. being you know selfish or whatever it does happen it does happen exactly and it's what you're saying it also um it's about where you are in the world because my husband is in Sao Paulo we are going there for Christmas right so we are able to go to him Right. That is also, um, I think you need to take into consideration. Sometimes it's not easy to to travel back or to go there. That's true. To be honest, the Christmas and the New Year's, we have always been together. And I think it's also to do with the the type of work he does. You know, Mm -hmm. not everybody Mm -hmm. can, depending on on, on where, what kind of work you're doing, you can leave or not. Yeah. Yeah. and with the with the birthdays, I know that he always tries to be there. But if he's not there, it's what I said. We celebrate the moment we are together. Yeah, yeah. But again, the question could be posed: Well, uh, you know, why are you living separately? You know, that's not a marriage if you're living separately. I've heard people say that to me. Like, yeah. we were always worried about, you know, not not now, but at the beginning, it's like, what are you know, my my. What are people going to think or extended family? They're going to think like, but I'm like, no, this works for our family. Exactly. Exactly. My point also, because this is our, um, everybody makes choices um, that fit the the, the road they are on, the journey Mm -hmm. they are taking. Mm -hmm. Um, And for us, this fits and we fit because we talk about it. And to be honest, over the past years, we have grown closer. Really over now? The, over the past, uh, to be honest, over the, I must say, not the first three and a half years, because that was really, we learned so much in those three and a half years. Because thinking, coming back for the weekend and going, it's not really away. Yes, he was away, mm. even if he was home every weekend. But after that, um, you you get to know what's important for the family, what's important for um, for us. Um, as individuals but also as a couple okay and you talk about it because because of being apart I don't know we talk about it more very interesting does does it make sense what I'm saying it's yeah it's great it's great I'm loving it because those are really good questions to ask you know what what works for us individually what works for us as a family 
And and as you're living it, asking yourself that question of saying, okay, what's going to make this work for me? What's going to make this work for you? What's going to make this work for us? And everything you've learned, was it more like you've learned about yourself and about your communication as a couple and about what needed to be put in place? Oh, yes, definitely. Oh, absolutely. And especially from um, of myself, you know, getting to learn. At one point, a friend tells me, you want him to take 50% of the rope, but you're holding on to 80%. How do you want him to have the 50-50 that you think you want? But you are holding on. So you also need, the change begins with yourself. So I learned a lot about about myself. And yes, about what is important. Like I said in the beginning, for us, home is when we are together. And feeling that really deeply um now being not being together for a year it does feel a little bit like i have two homes i have the home in sao paulo when we are there and we have the home when he is here in germany but you still feel there's a home yes it's not like you feel there's no home no we do feel there is the home and because of the communication okay you know and also another thing that i've learned through the years is when something was bothering me in the first you know, the first lack, <laughs> the first time, I would say, ah, you know, it's the weekend and never mind, I will deal with it. And then it festers and then it becomes a bigger thing than it should be. So that's another thing that I have learned. Very important point. In the in the interview with Vivian Chiona, yeah. who's the founder of Expat Nest, right? She's a psychotherapist. Yeah. Yeah. She said, learn to handle problems because when they're gone you're like oh i don't want to bring it up because they're gone and then when they come back you're like oh let's not ruin the weekend because they're home exactly. and she was like ah then it becomes bigger and it's so interesting because you've literally just said that yeah it becomes bigger it becomes and it becomes bigger than it should be that's the yeah thing. yeah and a lot of times it's small things maybe a small thing that he said that i didn't that maybe didn't mean it like that but i took it the other way and then you don't talk about it and why yeah and that's another thing you know that the communication style it's you also need to work on that that's another one of the yeah the skills that we needed to um to build also how, how did you go about that did you find out what how you communicated and then you kind of figured out how he yeah and then we, I, I started doing it differently you know i was always like oh this is happening or not but now it's like, okay no the non-violent communication style yeah i feel this yes (laughs) when you said that that had this impact on me and also with the request because we always forget the request yes we think of a partner we are so much together that he thinks that he knows what we're thinking no they don't yes 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 you know i can't i don't know everything that goes into his head so you know you really need to also communicate those requests and not think he knows me now 25 we're 25 years we've been together he should know no nope. mostly he knows but not everything yes i love that <laughs> i love that all right well i also as we we're coming to the end you said something about you actually got closer even as you're apart can you just unpack that a tiny bit for us because you do um it was it made it sometimes easier to have difficult conversations over um, FaceTime or over the phone. Then when you're sitting next to each other on the couch, the kids are running around, you're cooking, everything is happening. And that helped, you know, just to take the time because 
and talk about and it may maybe because of the the, the physical distance was bigger it made it easier to talk about the the hard things yeah we found that too isn't that interesting yeah. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? And then you're like, uh, okay, let's stop right there. We'll pick it up in a few days. And then we each have space to go and think about it and then come back and then talk exactly, about it. Exactly. Yeah. So cool. That's really, I think that, that, that I, I don't think I know that really helped. It's fantastic. That, that's something that really helped. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing of your own life, your own experience. This is real. This is lived um, is there anything you want to add? Um, and then can you please tell people where they can contact you? Yeah. So one thing I wanted to add is the communication is not also, it's not only um, between us as a couple, but it's so important also with the kids. So when the, our daughter was younger and we had a fixed time, if the time zones permitted it to just like five minutes call, how was your day? Are you going to bed? Sleep well. And that also kept him very much connected to, to the kids. Every day of fixed time when they were younger. Now, it's it, I don't have to do anything about it. They are in contact by themselves mm -hmm. because my daughter, she calls her father. And, it you know, it's not like when she was younger that we needed to have a fixed time. Now it's really because it's it was already um, a habit. It stayed a habit. So that's also a very important part. I think a lot of people sometimes forget that it's it's so important for the kids also to stay in touch and and to feel that connectedness with their with their parents yeah just like um uh, creating a habit that works yeah um and just setting it up because then it'll help for when they're older exactly exactly we we, we are see we are going through it we are seeing it mm. now but isn't it interesting because that first time you didn't know you were going to live it two or two more times no. but what you established during that time helped you along the way for the two other times exactly and to tell you we always said never again we will never be again apart again <laughs> and still it happens twice but then yeah you you take what you've learned and it it's working so that's the thing that's fantastic it's really working. and you're making it work for each for you know for each one you're making it's working for him but it's working for you and when it's not working you you, you get into a conversation Right. And then you say, you know, oh, this is not working for me. Okay, how can we adapt? Yeah. You need to be flexible also. That's another thing. You always need to be flexible because otherwise it's it's it's, it's harder. Yes, it definitely <laughs> yeah. is. Um, so you, you think you're naturally flexible? Or is it something you've learned to be even more flexible? I'm naturally flexible. I think it's because I grew up between two cultures. Mm -hmm. So for me, I was shifting between cultures when I, on a tiny island of Curaçao, between the Curaçao and, and the Suriname culture, when I was always, as a baby, mm -hmm. starting with languages, with, with habits. So I think for me, it comes more natural. Mm -hmm. And that's not, not necessarily uh, the same for my husband. But, yeah. You know, that you learn and you grow together. Yeah. And it still sounds like, you know, there was a lot of learning that, that happened. So. Yes, exactly. Wow. Thank you so much. So how can people get hold of you? And then do you have like a life resource or something that you've absolutely loved and that you can share with our audience, with my audience? Now, I think that the, the two things, the life resources, one of the things is get a support system. Wherever you are, get a support system. And that is also something that I'm working with my clients with, is even to get a support system before you move. Yeah. 
have that in place before you move. And there are so many ways to get that support system before you move because it's so important because you never know what happens. Mm -hmm. Do you have like a resource or something? Do you have like a a checklist? Yes. On my website, there's a a free uh, PDF where I give five tips um, to, to connect with people even before you move. Nice. So they can go to my website and I think you can put it in the in the show notes. I will put all your contact details there. Yeah. 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 Brilliant. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Arlette. Really, really super, super advice. And thank you for sharing of your life story as well and your experience. You're welcome. Thank you so much for doing and creating this platform. It's really important. Thank you for that. Thank you.